What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, I want to just give a recap of some of the top stories from last night or yesterday. There were a lot of day games. Well, all-day baseball, you know, it's a weekend. That's typically what happens on on um, Saturdays and Sundays. So, a couple pitchers made their return to the big leagues, and I want to talk about that. The first guy I want to talk about is Daniel Bard. I cannot believe that this guy is is pitching in the major leagues. I thought he was done with baseball a long time ago. You know, it's been many years since he pitched in the big leagues. I mean, it's been seven years, actually, since he pitched in the big leagues. At the time, he was with the Red Sox, and he had a lack of control, and he could not stick in the big leagues. He had the yips. Yips is basically when you kind of forget how to throw. It's like a mental block, and, you know, you, you can't throw accurately. In any. It, it, it's really sad um, when it happens to some guy that's – a psychological thing but um seven years later he's back in the big leagues and he's still throwing 99 miles an hour like upper 90s i don't know how that's possible um he's just one of those guys who stayed in shape i guess he's 35 years old now i mean i remember this guy when he was with the Sox in like 2010 2011 absolutely filthy he was supposed to be the red Sox next closer after jonathan papabon and then they tried to make him a starter, and it was when they tried making him a starter that everything kind of just fell apart. Once they tried making him a starter, it was uh, it was all downhill from there. He was never the same pitcher. And, yeah, seven years since he pitched in the major leagues, and he's back doing this with the Colorado Rockies. I mean, he wasn't even playing baseball last year. He was, he was a coach. He was a mental skills coach and mentor for the D-backs last year. And then he said he found while playing catch with the players that all the stuff that once made him special was back. And then he found his way back to the big leagues. That's just talent, honestly. To have that, to have the same velo in your arm all these years later and still be able to pitch the major league level, that's pretty impressive. I mean, last night, Daniel Bard, uh, yeah, one and a third scoreless innings of relief. And he got the win yesterday for the Rockies over the Texas Rangers, his first win since May 29, 2012. And uh, that was actually, he started for Boston that day in 2012, went five and a third innings to beat Justin Verlander's Tigers. Wow, that was so long ago. But yeah, I mean, he. this is just the story of perseverance. I don't know the, the full details as to how he stayed in shape or like, you know, where he's been playing and everything. But it, it's it's been a long road back, quite obviously. It's it's been a very long road back. You know, he was invited to summer camp and he pitched impressively in summer camp and in inter squad games, made the team, and then he got his first win yesterday. So let's hope that he can he can stay up. I mean, if his arm is is throwing upper nineties, he's gonna have, and he can control he can control his stuff like command the zone. Then he'll he's gonna have opportunities for a long time. Honestly, he he really will. So. That's a shout out to Daniel Bard. You know, his last MLB game occurred the day no, before yesterday. It occurred the day before Nolan Arenado made his big league debut. So just to show you how long it's been. The other pitcher that made his return to the big league yesterday was Lance McCullers Jr. So he missed all 2019 with Tommy John. And, you know, he was back on the mound yesterday. Uh, the, the wait ended. Um, he made his first start since August 4, 2018, and he threw the ball well for six innings to beat the Mariners 7-2, his first win in more than two years. 
Um, you know, he had some early control issues. He walked through the first six hitters he faced, you know, but then, uh, you know, he, he kind of locked in. I mean, McCullers is a good pitcher. He's a, he's a very good pitcher. I mean, he, he has that nasty 12-6 curveball. That's kind of his signature pitch and obviously a high 90s fastball. But, I mean, he throws a lot of curveballs. He threw an MLB high 46.7% curveballs his last full season, well, almost full season, which was 2018. But, um, he yeah, he mixes them up pretty well. But a good outing for him yesterday against the Mariners. And, yeah, the Astros have the – the, have the Mariners numbers. They've won 20 of their last 21 games against Seattle, including 15 in a row. That's the third longest active winning streak for one team against another in the big leagues. It's also the Astros club record for the longest win streak against any team. So if they can win today, then that'll be the longest streak ever that the Astros have ever had against any team. Offensively, George Springer and Yuli Gurriel went yard for the Astros, leading the way. Uh, I mean, George Springer's going to have a big year. This is a big year for him. I think he's a free agent in the offseason, so he's going to be the premier bat on the market. For him, it's just about staying healthy because he's as good as they come. He, he was on an MVP pace last year, and then he got hurt, and he still ended up with, like I think, like almost 40 home runs. It was ridiculous. In other news... Victor Robles and the Nats topped the Yankees yesterday 9-2. to um, If you were watching this game on Fox, like I was, um, it, it was a pretty brutal experience because something was wrong with that broadcast. Every time they, they did a replay, it would show up for like one second and it would cut out completely and we couldn't like see any replays all night long. It was pretty pretty rough. But the, the um, Nationals uh, hung on to win this game 9-2. to You know, it started kind of close. They were supposed to start Strasburg, but he was scratched uh, with an issue in his hand or something. And, uh, yeah, they just came back storming. Their offense just kind of ambushed the Yankees. Paxton started for the Yankees, couldn't make it, you know, pass. I mean, he threw one-plus inning. He threw an inning, then loaded the bases in the second before he was pulled. And then, you know, the bullpen came in, and the, and the, and the Astros – I'm sorry, not the Astros. The Nationals beat them up. Robles went three for four in the night, finishing a triple shy of the cycle. And, um, yeah, he wasn't the only one who had a big day. As Rubel Cabrera had a big night. Um, yeah, it was just an offensive night for the Washington Nationals. So they tied that series 1-1. Series wraps up today with Patrick Corbin scheduled to take the mound for the Nats this afternoon. But in that game, we also saw Giancarlo Stanton hit a, his hardest hit home run since 2018. Um, he had an absolute laser. I think it was like 480-something. Um, to the back of the bleachers in left field, like 118 miles an hour off the bat. That dude's, he's looking good. He's looking in good shape this year. And hopefully he can stay healthy. That's just always the concern with him. Another, you know, highlight that kind of jumped out of me yesterday was Marcelo Zuna saving the day for the Braves with his first home run as an Atlanta Brave. He tied the game in the ninth inning off of Edwin Diaz. You know, they brought this guy to hit. That's that's what he really does. He had a game-tying home run off of Edwin Diaz with two outs in the ninth inning, opposite field. And that finally woke up the Braves' offense, and then they would win this game 5-3 to three in the 10th inning. Speaking of 10th inning, you know, we, we have we have seen a couple games already go into extra innings and start with that run on second base. Uh, you know, we saw it happen, you know, in the Indians game as well. You know, people are very 
very torn about this. You know, some players have even already tweeted saying that they, they hate this. Mike Clevenger said he hated it. He pitched yesterday. I mean, the Indians lost. But hey, every team gets the opportunity. If, if, if you're a home team and, and you compl- whether you're home or away, everyone gets to start their half inning in extras with a runner on second base. So the playing field is even. I understand um, Clevenger's concern is saying that he, you know, it, it kind of it, it removes you know any advantage relievers have. Because now you start with a runner on second base, then they bunt the guy over to third base and like a sack fly. It's like, you know, that, that completely removes the competitive advantage of a reliever starting the inning with a clean slate. You know, it's really hard to get runners in a scoring position off like a back of the bullpen reliever. That's just generally how it is. But once you put a runner on second base, he loses his competitive edge. That's that's where it's coming from from the pitcher's perspective. And I understand that. I definitely do. I agree with Clevenger on that. But, you know, this is, an ex- this is an experimental year of some sort, so it's kind of good for us to just see how these things work and then maybe go back to the old way if it doesn't turn out so being so good. You know, and then we can go back to the old way for next year. But, yeah, I mean, Ozuna showing why the Braves were willing to give him $18 million for one year to, and, and let Josh Donaldson go to Minnesota. This dude has a bat, and um, all his his underlying metrics last year were really good with, like, exit velo and stuff. I mean... That home run he hit yesterday was 104.7 exit velo opposite field. So that's what you're going to get from Marcelo Zuna. You're going to get barrels. You're going to get hard hit balls. And the Braves, the Braves win that game 5-3 to three at City Field. They tie up that series. So those are the main highlights, I, I guess. Oh, yeah, Dallas Keuchel also made his White Sox debut. Uh, yeah, the White Sox won this game 10 to 3 over the Twins at home in Chicago. And yeah, he's starting a 3-year, 55 and a half million dollar deal for the White Sox. And and he was pretty good yesterday. He was pretty good. Two runs over 5 and a third and typical Dallas Keuchel. Typical Dallas Keuchel. He was actually pitching to James McCann, who was someone he pitched to in college. They both went to Arkansas together. So that's a nice little reunion. But the White Sox teed off. They had five home runs in this game, and they won it pretty easily. But, yeah, that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.